back to another episode of The Reality Is. As always, it's newer, and I have on the podcast uh, Kendrick from Memphis. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you better use my correct title. I know that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Kendrick. That was the other one. (laughs) You and Andy, best friends. Uh, Obviously. Like, he needs to, like, quit playing and just, like, either ask for my hand or, you know, something because... (laughs) Um, one, I'm tired of being broke, but then two, like I, I need some things. Okay. So. Oh my God. Can you imagine if you married him? I'd be oh so God. happy for you. Thank you. I would invite, yeah. it would be a wonderful wedding. I would invite you all. We would just, you know, something small, a little cash, you know, maybe up in the Hamptons, you know, <laughs> we'll take the, what's that thing called that they all ride to the Hamptons? The um, In their diapers? Jitney. Yeah, the Jitney. Yes. <laughs> we'll, we'll rent out a Jitney and we'll all go up there together. It'll be a good time. Okay. Yeah, rent out the Jitney. <laughs> <laughs> We're not even getting a party bus. I need just... it needs to reflect my past and my future, okay? <laughs> you know, it's important to remember where you came from. Yes, exactly. Well, the Jitney is a great place to vomit and piss your pants, like Heather. <laughs> yes. Okay. We're gonna talk about um Rahel says it's Salt Lake City, and we're gonna touch on OC. Um not nearly as good. Not nearly, but you know, still enjoyable. Yeah. Surprisingly enjoyable, mm-hmm. but not nearly. Nothing is comparing to the clown show that is Salt Lake City right now. Which is wild to think that all, all we needed to do was for a criminal to go to jail to have a good time in Salt Lake City. Isn't that wild? <laughs> wild. <laughs> I just feel like, <laughs> I feel like everybody is on a different planet and I'm having the time <laughs> of my life. But. It's good. It's so good. <laughs> they haven't they haven't missed in one episode for me yet. Like Monica and I don't know if that was the first or the second episode, but dropping that bomb about yes, the, we- <laughs> the the brother in law and Casual. like goodness, like what are we doing? It's it's all it's wild. Like arguing about bathtubs and it's great. <laughs> Mary's back. I'm having a good time. I'm having right. a good time. I'm having the time of my life. Um, okay. But let's get the minor things out of the way. Before I get into uh, to Salt Lake City, let's talk about OC. But before we do that, do you know who fo- who followed me today? Who? <gasps> tank Tops Unite. Jessel Tank. Yes! <laughs> Go you! <laughs> Love that for you. Love that. Mm-hmm. Okay, which platform does she follow you on? Let's know. On Let's Instagram. Oh, okay. Yeah. The premiere. Love that. Love yes. that. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to try to get her on the podcast. Oh my God. Yes. I've Just never done that, by this. the way. Hi. I know you're, you're a frequent, like, real reality star um, <laughs> interviewer. I'm not because I feel like I talk too poorly about them. So, <laughs> like... I feel like the only other housewife that has ever followed me was maybe Tiffany Moon. Oh, love Tiffany Moon. That's a good yeah. one, too. That was a good one. Yeah. yeah. The AAPI comes into support. That's what... <laughs> love that. I love that. <laughs> I literally... Okay. So recently, I, uh, like, I've like i had like the, the housewives follow me before. Like, you know, Robin follows me. Of course. Uh, yes. Like Casually green-eyed bandits. Yes. <laughs> there are a couple like other cities, too, but like randomly probably like two or three weeks ago, Tamara judge started following me 
Excuse me? (laughs) (laughs) My water went down the wrong pipe. (laughs) I literally... Tammy Sue. Tammy motherfucking Sue literally started following me. And I was like, you know, that's so funny because my first reaction wasn't like, oh, nice. Let me slide in Tamara's DMs and like say... My first reaction was like, fuck, what have I said about her recently? Because I know I've said something. Yeah. I'm like, God damn it. But then she turns out she followed me because I did an episode and I forgot what episode it was, but someone had sent her a clip of it. And we said that uh, I forgot what star we were talking about, but we're talking about how somebody needs to come back on their show. And I think the phrase we used was they need to tamper that thing. And so, yeah, she got a kick out of it. And she like shared the podcast with like on her stories and like all kind. I was like, what is like what is actually happening right now? Like, I'll probably, she'll never respond to another DM, but love that for me. So <laughs> Okay, I love that for you, too. And also, unfortunately, for both of us, she's also a Virgo. Oh, gosh. It's a lot. It's a lot. I feel like you guys might have very close birthdays. <laughs> I, I think so, because I think in one week, it was like four Bravo Liberties, maybe. The the end of August to the first week of September is like the hottest week for Housewives. Yes. Tamra Judge birthday. Oh God, I'm so nervous for you. <laughs> oh dear. September second. Oh dear. September fifth. September fifth. <laughs> Very okay. close. But okay, my saving grace is I'm still closer to Beyonce than closer than, to Beyonce. Than, yes. yes, of course. I'll, Just I'll one day, that. one day short of Beyonce. Yes, 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 yes. We'll take that. We'll take that. We'll allow it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, this is very exciting. Let's talk about your girl, Tamara, on Real Hustles of OC. Let's talk about this episode first, and then we'll get into Salt Lake City. Um, I hate to admit this, okay? I hate to admit it. Okay. But I really enjoyed Vicky this episode. You know what? She wasn't... I expect her to be a lot more like... Kiss the ring, kiss the ring, kiss the ring. And that like drives me crazy with Vicky. But she like, this is so weird to say, but like she's like a human being now. And I've she never was- seen her as a human being. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird. <laughs> no, that is such a good way of putting it. She still looks like a melting baked Alaska, but like she <laughs> is definitely. <laughs> But she, she definitely is coming off more like a human being this yes. time. Because you know what it was like before? <laughs> it's so crazy because I was enjoying her, but I love the fact that the editors still shoved in like this the montage of her just screaming at people because they're yes. like, she might seem like a human being too right now, guys. But remember who Vicky Gunn Wilson is. Yes, we ain't forgot. We ain't forgot over here. Love that. <laughs> Like when she sits down and she's like, when they're going wherever and she tells, casually tells Heather that she's had not one, but like multiple happy endings at (laughs) various massage parlors between Mexico and the continental United States. I was like, this is not the Vicky that she used to portray before she used to be like Miss Prude and closed off and I don't talk about sex and oh, don't say that, blah, blah, blah. She would just always talk about her love tank. Mm-hmm. Now she's like, no, masseuses are finger banging me. Yes. You know what? <laughs> Love that for you. Love that journey for you. I wish I could. I, I feel like now I need to go on my own, like 
finger blasting massage parlor <laughs> journey. Like, I don't know what, what that entails. I wouldn't know where to start, but like, I feel like I need to wind up there somehow. I don't know. I'm here for it. anybody. Anybody listening out there want to help me along with this journey? I am all ears. I'm ready to start. If you can guide Kendrick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready for this. I've been preparing myself for this for a long time. I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> Let's do it. And like the way she was like, yeah, you just go there and they do a little shoop over your, <laughs> your vagina and ask you if you like it. And then you say, yeah, sure. And then that's it. I was like, what? Wow. Uh, wow, wow, when, wow, wow. <laughs> when she's when she is on the parasail having a meltdown, I loved Heather having Vicky walk off the ledge by explaining d- describing a drab insurance office. It was yes. brilliant. Post-it notes, a stapler. <laughs> oh, oh, not even like not even an office in the like the 21st century. She's like going back to like the two the early, 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 like no late 19, like 99, probably. Post the 1900s. Notes, everything you're printing out <laughs> to yes. like physically mail with USPS, not even UPS, but USPS in yes. the office. Goodness. Vicky has one of those, you know at Kodo Insurance, they have one of those like postage. Um, machines where you go mm-hmm. and you do the and then it like stamps your thing. Yes. If yes, you had, yes, yes. if you ever worked at as a at an office in like the nineties, like that's that was like your job to like and then that's it. You know what's crazy? When I started um, as a contractor at my current job, which was you know I was there, then I left, then I came back as like a. FTE, but yeah, like yeah. that was like what the year that was like 2011 when I was there, they were like still printing out like stuff, and I was the guy. I was like, okay, I printed it out. I like wrote their initials in the corners. Everyone, and I walked around every day, and I handed them out. Here's yours. Here's yours. Here's your. I felt like a regular like 1970s mail lady. Like it was wonderful. So oh fun. And then it went it- electronic, and I was like, oh, that's boring. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not nearly as fun. <laughs> One of my uh, early jobs in my life, um, I worked for, I don't remember which company this was, but they had like a, a recruitment mailbox, right? Like a, mm-hmm. a mailbox that you could, like, you could do like jobs at whatever the company is, right? Mm-hmm. And my job as like an intern or whatever I was, one of my jobs was to, they had asked me, they said, print out all the applications to different like locations that they owned, like different franchises. So they were like, print it out, print out all of the emails you get, and then sort them into mailboxes for each of the locations that they were applying to. And I was like, why wouldn't you just do that on Outlook? Right. Why wouldn't "Hmm." you just sort it on Outlook or create a filter? And they were like, no, this is how we do it. And I was like, this seems crazy. Rather counterproductive, but okay. Yes. It's, yeah. So, uh, but that that feels like the way that Vicky would run her ship. Oh, absolutely. I feel like if you, like, your first day at Kodo 
uh, health care, whatever the hell it is. I don't know. Yeah, go to insurance. I feel like your first day, they give you like, you know, one of those stamps where like when you press down and lift up, it's like your name and your address on it too. So like you don't have to like write it out on every envelope. I feel like you get that when you come to the door. Like, congratulations, kid. Here you go. It's like, oh, thank you. I'll never use this, but okay. <laughs> yes. I'll never use this, but thanks. I feel like, I feel like Vicky. I feel like Kodo like insurance is definitely not a sustained, like they are not green. They no. not, they're printing everything. Oh, they're, absolutely. And they don't use it like scrap paper when it's, you know, they're done with it. They throw it out. There's no recycling either. Shredding? No. Mm-mm. None of that. None of that. None of that garbage. No. <laughs> yeah. None of that woke bullshit. Vicky would hate that. <laughs> exactly. Even she wouldn't the, Steve Lodge would, so. <laughs> <laughs> even, even later on in the episode when Vicky is telling Double N Jen that <laughs> she could have made her marriage work, I was like, I'm still not mad at Vicky. Is it mean? Yes. But then when she continued, she brought the human part of her where she was like, I'm just saying I left my marriage for a loser and I don't want you to do the same thing. And I was like, oh. Okay. It, she really like honed it in because I literally, the, when she said it at first, I was like, I couldn't imagine having the unmitigated gall <laughs> to like be with someone that faked cancer and then give someone else relationship advice. I feel like when you reach a certain level of like a bullshit relationship, you just kind of got to be like, you know what? You're right. Do whatever you want to do, sis. Like you, you want to date that mass murderer? Okay, like that. That's yeah. fine. Like I'm. I, I. Who am I to tell you otherwise? No. Nope, exactly. Won't do it. Exactly. Mm. Uh, um. We find out that Shannon hasn't brushed her teeth for five days. Um. Of the things that we've found out recently about Shannon, one of which that she was in a hit and run. This yeah. is almost as embarrassing. I feel like it too. Yeah. Cause I feel like the OC ladies, especially we don't associate them with like, you know, I I remember used to be a whole thing about them eating on camera and how they did not want to be seen like eating on camera and all this kind of stuff. And like thinking of that perception, I'm like, okay, well you won't like eat ribs on camera, but like, you'll just like let the ribs from four nights ago stay in your teeth because you don't want to brush them. Like, wow, that, that I don't know where the line is, but <laughs> who am I to remem- question? Uh, I'm just remembering that when they first got there, there's a scene where Shannon is like, these octopus tacos are really good. Uh, <laughs> no. How grow you and your fucking... Ursula mini bites over here, and you don't want to brush your teeth. Oh. Ursula mini bites. <laughs> How nasty! Oh. So gross. <laughs> <sighs> they do a shaman trip and a shopping trip, and the shaman stuff seemed fine. But there was one point at the end of the shaman scene where they're like praising the sun or the earth or something. <laughs> <laughs> but they cut to the shot and it's all these blonde women doing what looked like a Nazi salute. <laughs> it's like, uh, that felt intentional. I don't know. <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> I feel unsafe, mom. Right. Pick me up. 
<laughs> I I turned my head during that scene. I tried not to. I I felt weird like letting that energy come into my house. I was like, nope. To Instagram, I go. Here we go. <laughs> nope. Mm-mm. Um, they go to this place for lunch at the end, and it is some sort of a net situation. And again, Shannon is just so entertaining to watch. She can't get her. And they're like, Shannon doesn't realize that you could just walk around the other side and like walk on platform. Instead, she's just like, like she just like can't. And I just. Everything stresses Shannon out more than the last thing. So like no matter how stressed out she's been, she can always find a way to get more stressed out. And it's like, I've never, I couldn't imagine being on vacation with Shannon because it seems like at night it'd be like a ball, but like anything during the day when you're trying to like do like the activities for the group and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, it'd be, it would be a nightmare. I'm like, no, you, I'll, I'll see you when it's, well, nowadays, I don't even want to see you when it's time to get tequila because Oh Girl, no, uh, we can't. I'm not telling where you wind up. No, I don't. Mm-mm. I'm good. She's going to rehab. Child. Do you okay? At John Jansen's house when all this happened, like really? I thought all of that. Oh, I, mm, mm. Shannon, I want better for you. God, me too. I'm not even like a. I, I don't know a lemon. I don't know what her fans are called, but like I, I'm not. <laughs> um, but like even I want more for you. Like goodness, <laughs> we're not Shannon Spanx because you know that's yeah. what she loves. <laughs> Those are what her fans are called. There Stormy we go. Spanx. <laughs> um, do you think? What did you think about the treatment of Heather Dubrow? And do you think that Heather has mm. a superiority complex, or do you think that the other women have an inferiority complex? Both. <laughs> My the thing that I'll say like differentiates it though is that I don't think I think the women want to be offended by Heather, but I think that Heather just genuinely is so aloof that she doesn't realize how she comes across a lot of the time. So I don't think hers is necessarily like malicious in any way or like trying to be down putting to the other women. But when you're on a cast with like a Tamra and a Jean, like you're they're going to find a way to be offended by like you, the mere thought of you having money, like they're, they're going to find a way because what does that mean? It means ratings. Cause they're going to scream and, you know, yell yeah. and throw. So, I mean, I, I feel like, you know what? I've never been a big, like Heather DeBro fan. I mm. thought last year when she came back, I was like, is this what y'all bringing back to save this? Like I, that, mm-hmm. that, that check won't cash. I don't know. But this year, it all seems to work out a lot better. I think her place on the show now makes a lot more sense to me. Mm-hmm. And her, I don't know. I, I feel like they, it's been slow brewing all season. And now it's finally at the point where like, they're a lot more open with their like disdain of Heather in general. And I yeah. kind of, I kind of love it only because I feel like all of that, you know, slow tension buildup was worth it. But also I'm like, okay, like, y'all know how to like pick on one person just like harp on it for days like leave jen and heather alone like at this point can we like take a turn on god i don't know let's take a turn on vicky she's here like she give her a a chance to earn her orange back or whatever (laughs) yeah why can't we just pick on gina for being poor like why (laughs) 
what's the big deal here? You know, it just, right. it's just, it's so funny. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I definitely think that, uh, I think that Heather Dubrow is superior to these women. And I believe that she's aware that she's superior to these women, but mm-hmm. the more she tries to act like a normal with them, the more they're remind, the more pity they feel like they feel like, Oh, she's our pity friend. So it's, I think that with right. Heather, these are not your friends. They're never going to be your friends. They don't like you. And mm-hmm. I appreciate the fact that she was like, they hate me and I hate them. And that's it. And I'm leaving and I'm not doing this anymore. Because Tamara is just straight up lying all the time. And yeah. these girls fall for it every single time. Yep. Every yeah. time. <laughs> every time. <laughs> um, Let's take a quick break and then we'll be back to talk about Salt Lake City. Ooh. Okay, we're back. <laughs> I love it here. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You mentioned about like how Heather is like so aloof or whatever. Mm -hmm. Who do you think is more aloof as a rich lady? Heather Dubrow or Lisa Barlow? Oh, you know what? Nowadays they might be neck and neck Mm. because I love that even (laughs) I'll tell you when we get there, I'll tell you my favorite moment in this episode, but I almost feel like Lisa like needed everyone to know that this was like a $60,000 ring. Mm-hmm. Whereas Heather, we kind of always assume something costs like an almost an obnoxious amount of money. Like when it doesn't need to, like yeah. you're wearing a, a $30,000 t-shirt, like girl, they got that at Marshall's like, stop it. It's not going to mm-hmm. cost that much, mm-hmm. but I, I almost, Ooh, I don't know. Who do you think? I think Lisa Barlow is way more aloof. Mm. But also because I think that she thinks that she's pulling a fast one on you by being the way she is. Uh But you're absolutely right. You bring up such a good point of like Heather. If First of all, Heather would never lose a $60,000 ring. And she wouldn't bitch about losing a $60,000 ring because she would be like, that's pennies to me. Exactly. I just sold my house for $55 million. You think I need a damn $60,000 ring? No. Kendrick. Who do we have to blow to get $55 million? Who does Brielle I will do it. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, okay, look. The way things are going for Brielle and all of them over there, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Bad. Yeah. To point, me, point me to the next person to blow. Not that guy, whoever that is, but someone <laughs> else. Because I don't think it's working out over there too much. <laughs> all right. On this episode of Salt Lake City, the ladies, the rest of the ladies arrive at the Trixie Motel and they're kind of surprised to see Angie K. I feel like Angie and Whitney were waiting for some sort of like explosive moment. And I don't feel like they got their moment. What do you think? No. The uh, it's almost kind of humorous to me. So funny. how much these people don't care about Angie, especially Mary. <laughs> Mary like Angie literally I it was so obvious that like Angie knew Mary from like watching the show, but Mary probably was not watching while she was she not on the show. Mm-hmm. So she just comes back and like this one, oh Mary, how are you? And she's like, who the hell is Angie? Like, who is this woman? Like, why are you touching me, first of all, peasant, with these glasses on that I absolutely hate? Like, what is happening? I feel like they were not gonna get their moment because I think at at that time, 
they knew that's exactly what they wanted. So they kept it cute and they saved it for one of the best housewives dinners of all time, in my opinion. <laughs> so good. Mary's general state of confusion is like my favorite thing on this entire, oh just like Mary in the background being like, what the fuck am I doing here? And I don't want to do any of it is so funny to me. She does. Yes. She's like, who the fuck is Trixie? She's like, what is the Trixie motel? Who is Trixie? And who yes. is Angie? Yes. She doesn't know who these people are. And it's so no. good. I just, I feel like it always feels like Mary walked in on set and was like, what? These cameras, <laughs> what are these cameras? Like what? And Why? I love that. I love having that in the background because it's yes. just, it's so chaotic. It's so funny. Because I feel like it's like one of us almost like being on the show because we're two, we're, we two are at home kind of like, what is happening? Like who, what? What is this right now? And I feel like you need a Mary Cosby to bring people back down to earth. Can I tell you my favorite part of this episode that was so random, but I literally had to rewind it about four times? <laughs> yes. The part where Meredith is explaining that they're going to go all like go out and like dress each other up. And then <laughs> she said, she tells Lisa, she goes, don't worry. I'm not going to like, uh, you know, dress you like a villain or whatever she says. And Mary's like, maybe you can find her a new ring. And then she starts laughing <laughs> at her own joke. <laughs> I, I made, um, I made a list of Meredith, Mary's observations. Yes. She says, who is Trixie? Who is Angie? <laughs> Heather has a big Heather has a big mouth. Yes. She doesn't want Angie to address her. No. And she does not want to talk to her. No. She smells farts in the vintage shop. Yes. She also refuses to wear the clothes. The stinky Did you notice that the dinner she's back in the clothes that she was wearing before? She was like, mm, "I'm not wearing these dumb clothes." Absolutely not. She's like, "No, not doing that." <laughs> Whitney at the dinner is like, "You guys want to play a game?" And Mary's like, "No, I don't. I just want to eat." exactly stop trying to do damn games at dinner no i just love it it's just i everything that mary did this episode was just so fucking funny and yes maybe you can get her another ring (laughs) (laughs) it was that little the little cackle she lets out after she says it was my favorite thing on earth she just (laughs) and just goes on about her business i'm like you know what this is goddamn gold i love every minute of this i love it you know that clip of mary from like the second season when jen gets arrested and she's an ass for wherever they are in the room bell (laughs) and she's laying on the bed she's on her phone she goes a lot lot going on today yeah oh lot going on That is like how I feel Mary approaches all of these like scenes and parties. She's like, there's a lot going on. And yes. I'm in my own world and I refuse to join your world. Um, <laughs> but I'm here. And I mean I'm here. But I'm here. And she's just doing so well. Um I Angie, saw a thing. Yeah. I saw a thing on Instagram. I got I wish I could remember who posted it so I can give him credit, but someone said. Mary Cosby gives absolutely zero effort, but somehow is still a 100% housewife. And I was like, you know what? That is so accurate. Like, she does not have to try it. Like, everyone, the problem with uh, like Salt Lake City has kind of always been that everyone has kind of like picked the housewife archetype they want to be. Yes. And they've been trying to be that this whole time. And Mary Cosby has just been mary cosby this entire time like there's so much like i don't think mary's putting on at all i genuinely think that she walks around 
disgruntled, confused, like all of this every day. She dresses exactly how I picture most like female pastors dress because mm-hmm. I've seen a lot in my lifetime. <laughs> so she dresses exactly like them. It's that's Mary Cosby. Everyone else has like for so long, but I think those walls are slowly starting to come down for the rest of the cast. And I think that's why we're getting such enjoyable TV. So weird. Such good TV. Just and and I love the fact that they keep trying to do team building exercises. <laughs> Because that's the only way they get to, like, spend any time with each other. Like, I love the fact that this show isn't even fucking around. They're not even, like, let's not even act like we're friends. Let's just right. do, let's just, they're literally, like, we're co-workers on this wacky-ass show. <laughs> yes. And we're going to do team-building exercises. We're going to do workplace, like, activities to try mm-hmm. to get close to each other. Um, Angie K is so corny. She is so, so corny. She's so corny, but something about her corniness is cracking me. The fu- she, like she really <laughs> first of all those glasses. Now wait a minute, glasses. Those glasses <laughs> are yes. so annoying. Everything so annoying. about her is so annoying. <laughs> she's so entitled. God, oh, she, girl, she, it makes no sense. She she came on a trip uninvited and took a whole room and now is salty that she didn't get a gift bag. Girl, nobody knew you were coming. Right. Like, no, you're not getting a gift bag. And then you make fun of the gift bag that you wanted. Like, stop being weird. You're a weirdo. She's such a weirdo. <laughs> she gets in a fight with Monica. She's like, I feel like, you know how you said everybody's picking like an archetype that they want to be a houseless. I feel mm-hmm. like Angie K came in wanting to be Jensha. I do too. I definitely do. I feel like she thought that like last season she was getting trained by her and now this is her season without the training wheels. And yeah. it, I don't think it's working out the way you think it is. Boo-boo. Yeah. Maybe maybe the bike's not for you, Angie. <laughs> maybe it's not. Maybe yeah. it's not. Maybe prison is. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She gets into a fight with Monica and I thought Monica did so good for herself. She was like, yeah. I know you were talking about me. It obviously is that you're upset. I like love the fact that Monica squashes it immediately. She's like, yes. uh, yeah, I think it's fucked up that you're being so sassy to the host of this event. Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> right. Who didn't know you were coming? Like, get yeah. out of here. Yeah. And even like Lisa Barlow's sitting there. She's like, she's not wrong. Like, that's, <laughs> that's a valid point. Tis. Tis indeed. Okay. So they do this trust shopping trip. The outfits are amazing. <laughs> okay. You know, like you go to, like you watch Beverly Hills, right? When you go, yes. this is, this is so good. When you watch Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, they are always like, we're going to go shopping. And they're always showing us like the big number at the end of it of like the, the amount of money something costs. $12,000, yes. $15,000. On this show, they were like $12.99, $14.99. <laughs> And I just, I love that so much. I love the fact that they're like, we're going to take you to a stinky vintage shop. You're going to put on those clothes. And you know, anybody who's ever bought, like, there's nothing wrong with vintage shopping. But a big thing about, like, secondhand clothing is that you're supposed to, like, wash it. You're supposed to, like, dry clean it. Mm -hmm. But those girls, they just put those on. (laughs) Zip them right up. Which outfit was your favorite? 
Oh dear. Um, I think I gotta go with Lisa Barlow <laughs> simply because I used to love I Dream a Genie as a kid. <laughs> And it felt very Barbara Eden to me. So, like, I was all about the Lisa Barlow. Like, I I mean, she, I think at one point she didn't have, like, the leggings or whatever on under it. I think that was maybe for dinner. But I think at the beginning it was just a lot. So I don't know what was happening, but I was very intrigued with it. Yeah, she was wearing a sheer top and <laughs> a, and literally a belly dancing belt that is yes. not meant <laughs> To be worn as a skirt. Oh. <laughs> it is worn as a belt. And Absolutely. Meredith <clears throat> Meredith fucking hates her. <laughs> and Mary Cosby wants you to know it too. <laughs> yes. I love that. Another great Mary observation. She's like, clearly they're not friends. <laughs> because why would they do this? Um, which we're about to hang out a whole bunch of us soon. Yes. If we were to go on a trust shopping trip, oh, who gosh. would you Okay, wait. On 3, let's say who you and I would not trust to dress us because they would absolutely dress us crazy, okay? Oh, easy, okay. <laughs> 1 2 3. Donnie. Donnie. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, Donnie. Yes. <laughs> Without a doubt. Dear God. I can't imagine what they would look like. If there were any kind of like sparkle skirts or anything or nearly around, I'd have to put it on. Not even you. I'd be the one putting it on with a, <laughs> a damn platform heel. And it'd be no, 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 Donnie. No, 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 no. <laughs> like, let's chill out a little bit. <laughs> Uh, um, another fun thing during the shopping trip was, you know, how like they're like Whitney and Heather are a team, and then um Meredith and Lisa are a team, and Mary and Monica are a team, and like the Chiron keeps showing it at the bottom, like it's a fucking game show or something, and then it cuts to Angie, and it's like Angie and herself. <laughs> <laughs> So my question for you is, do you think at this point in the season, Angie K, it was known to the group that she would be a full-time housewife? Or do you think she was just kind of around at this point? I don't think they knew she was going to be a full-time housewife. Me neither. So I think, Mer I don't even think like Meredith was being like genuinely nasty with this, like by not inviting her. I genuinely thought she was like, that's the girl that like <laughs> is a friend of, and like no one from, from production has told me that she's going to be around. So like, why the hell would I invite her? We're not really friends. Yeah. I think that Whitney thinks that she's a lot smarter than she is. And I mm -hmm. think that she was like, no, if, if you just come on the show, they just, they have to film you. Mm -hmm. so I'll just bring you places because apparently they got really close over the last year and now I think Whitney is just like I need a person there who's going to be up my ass the way that Angie goes up people's asses and so that's yep. it that's I think that I think Whitney is uh doing herself thinks she's doing herself favors and she's she's not um I'm glad Heather calls that very thing you just said out in this episode and being like, I don't trust Angie because you're up Jen Shaw's ass, you're up Lisa Barlow's ass, you're up whoever else's ass you need to be up 
ass just so you can be around this group and it's kind of icky and it's like well yeah she's social climbing her ass off and it's kind of i hate to say the word pathetic but it's kind of you could say it i don't know pathetic yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) i was looking for a synonym but i couldn't find one quick enough so there we go that's what we settled on lisa barlow is having a horrible day one because she's dressed like a i'll say it a middle eastern hooker okay i can say that (laughs) because of where i come from in the world okay (laughs) on top of that she will not shut the fuck up about her ring she God. says that the outfit is essentially putting welts. It's, she's getting branded by this. These she needs a tetanus shot because yes. those are little metal circles, and they're digging into her leg. <laughs> <laughs> that is an aggressive outfit. Aggressive. <laughs> they get to the dinner, and Meredith or what's her fucking face? Whitney wants to play <laughs> dumbass table games, which Mary's like, no. Um, and they share the lamest things about themselves. Right. Meredith's grandparents and Whitney's a, likes poems and Heather has a bird camera. God. Lisa Bo. got new piercings. Boo. I did like Mary's. Mary was like, I'm actually a loner. Everybody <laughs> thinks I'm a socialite. I was like, who thinks you're a socialite? <laughs> Literally no one. <laughs> 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 no Who one that's that? watched the show has ever thought that mary <laughs> mary have you watched the show i don't think mary has watched the show i don't either i think every time she like has to do watch what happens live too she's like what the hell is that like why am i have to why am i contractually obligated to go to this show like what is happening <laughs> she's like oh you're the guy that hosts the reunion i remember you <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> oh gosh um and yeah, Monica then tells everybody about her affair, um, exciting stuff. And then there's another fucking warm and fuzzy, cold and prickly, dumbass thing. Um, Heather doesn't trust Angie. And I think that you're really, that was a really good observation that Heather made of like, I don't like the one who's always trying to suck the biggest dick in the room. And I'm like, uh-huh. but isn't that you, Heather? <laughs> I mean, say, saying it about Jen Shaw was kind of wild. Like, Audacity was on sale in Salt Lake City because <laughs> if you call anybody else out about, like, being addicted to Jen Shaw, you got to call yourself out too, Heather. We still yeah. don't know where the hell that black guy came from, and I guess you didn't want to get your friend no more time, so I don't know. Yeah. Uh, also, on Ultimate Girls Trip, Heather's whole thing was trying to become besties with Portia and Giselle. Yeah, because she wanted to be friends with the popular kids. Yep. God, you think? Yeah. Okay. Do we remember? Because I I genuinely can't remember. Was <laughs> this is such a dumb question? Was Heather invited to Portia's wedding? Yes. Okay, she was there. She was. Yes. Okay, I could not remember. I was gonna say that is so sad. That like Candace, who she was feuding with the entire time, got an invitation, but Heather, who was up her ass I the wish. entire time, didn't. That kind of be gold. and That would have been amazing if Portia invited everybody from Girls Trip except for Heather and Whitney. Yes. It was like, those white ladies. <laughs> Although, I mean, Marisol and What's-Her-Face are basically white ladies, too. But, you know, <laughs> there's like the slight amount of, the slightest amount of Sazon on them. So. Oh, my, wait a minute. Speaking of white ladies from Ultimate Girls Trip... Have you heard the rumor that I, I I can't imagine in any capacity that is true, but the rumor that uh, 
First of all, I don't think that word is pronounced that way. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Ruma. Have you heard the rumor? <laughs> she kind of, I love that she kind of slipped into her like Ken Todd voice for a minute just to say that one word <laughs> and then went back to Queen Charlotte. It was amazing. <laughs> yes. Have I heard the rumors? Yes. The rumors that Leah McSweeney is being considered for the new Roni. I feel like, like Leah why, put those those rumors out herself. Had to. Like, no. I think she thought that they would put them out and then everyone would be like, that's such a great idea. And then production would like pick it up. But like, no, no, no one wants that. Like, why would no. you think that's a good idea? No. No. I hate Aaron from Roni, but I don't think that Aaron should get fired. Oh, so I I kind of want everybody to come back. Like, I think I like this entire cast. Yeah. I want Erin to continue to make an ass out of herself on television. Yes. Because yes, yes, yes. we like that. We liked it when the old girls did it. We just didn't like it when it started to get, like, painfully offensive. And Erin is already exactly. there. But <laughs> it's going to be funny to watch her try to, like, course correct. I don't need Leah McSweeney there. No. No. And, mm-hmm. and I, matter of fact, I want her to move from the state of New York just to like be safe. Like, don't even live there anymore. Thank you. Yeah, just like go somewhere else. Thanks. Go, like, you know <laughs> just go visit Portia or something. I mean, not Portia. <laughs> not Portia. Um, Candace. I was about to say, Portia would not allow it. She is no. not allowed in the state of Georgia. No, she wouldn't allow it. Um, I appreciated Monica for calling Lisa Barlow out about mentioning her ring so mm-hmm. many times and i love when lisa is like i didn't mention it that much and then the editors gave us seven to eight times that she mentioned her ring and uh <laughs> i love her for it those wonderful editors those beautiful beautiful editors y'all are just the under the underrated stars that do not get enough credit for the amazingness that you do we lo- we love a quick receipt because it makes us feel like we're not as crazy as we thought we were and like being like i felt like she mentioned it eight times and then you count off for us that she mentioned it eight times You're like okay i'm I'm not being gaslit by ralph i i actually am remembering <laughs> things correctly okay thank you oh Love no that. now the song's in my head <laughs> but i'ma be good be good <laughs> the ending be good that was so good (laughs) what a ridiculous show oh my god i'm gonna learn the words to that song for two weeks from now when we're hanging out exactly we need to do karaoke and that will be (laughs) we're gonna have to do it that that'll be amazing (laughs) no i'm gonna sing it and you're gonna be ralph yes yes (laughs) (laughs) And Tom Hamlin can be Andy cringing on the side. (laughs) Is she singing to him? Oh, my God. (laughs) Love. Love. Uh, Lisa says in the confessional, when you can afford to buy a $58,000 ring, then you can talk. (laughs) She's a crazy person. And I love her. Whoops. I, love I mean, it. super true because I feel like Monica wouldn't have a problem if she could afford one. But <laughs> uh, the, the internet is saying that maybe Monica took the ring. Listen, 
that's I love literally that for the, her. my first thought. I was like, you know what? If she has that ring somewhere tucked in, she shows up to the reunion with a, a Louis Vuitton outfit to match the purse. I'm like, you know what? Okay. Okay. I give that to you. Smart. Smart. <laughs> Angie makes a toast, a bizarre toast, where she teaches everybody the Greek word for fake. And then it's Angie versus Meredith. And I love that Meredith is not interested initially. And, <laughs> and then Angie continues to try to go at her. She says, everything you have is rented. Your jewelry is old. And Meredith introduces us to her new voice, new accent, new character. Ooh, it's wild. It's wild. Like I've seen a lot of things like when people are drunk, but that kind of took, cause it was, it wasn't even just like abrupt. It was like a slow build up to the, like she, she made her way through. Like she went to Essex. She went to like uh, uh, South London. Like she went all <laughs> over the place. She went to Wales. She went to New Zealand. Like she was, <laughs> she was like, where have where has Great Britain been? I'm yes. going all of those accents. All of them. It was beautiful. A thing of beauty. It was so good. She called her a user. She <laughs> said, you can go. She said, you're embarrassing yourself. Are you not embarrassed? <laughs> Is this not embarrassing? <laughs> Are you not embarrassed? Ooh, are you not embarrassed, honey? <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> and then she goes up to Chad, the waiter, not security. And she not says, security. security, can we get security, please? <laughs> she needs to leave. She keeps saying she needs to leave. <laughs> She's not I invited. am the hostess of this I dinner. Am the hostess. <laughs> She's not invited and she needs to leave. And I was like, and then what? She says something about children who are disabled for the rest of their life. No idea. Sobbing, and she leaves. <laughs> what, what is, is happening? Going on the best, honestly, the backdrop of this dinner is the fact that everybody's when whenever someone says something incredibly shady that's supposed to be an awkward moment, Heather is in the background cracking <laughs> the fuck up because she is like three sheets to the wind right now. And it is a beautiful thing. I every time she laughs, I laugh too. I love it. <laughs> love it. <laughs> I love her. And I also like Monica on the side because Monica's like laughing and also the voice of reason. And then Heather yes. is just straight cracking up. <laughs> Heather says, Meredith Marks left with a British accent. And I was like, she's drunk and even she knows it. Yes. <laughs> oh, boy. Heather was a gem in this episode. We're gonna, Obviously, we're going to talk about pornography gate. But when we yes. like Heather, like a thing of beauty. This was, gosh, this episode <laughs> did not slow down at, in the slightest. No, not at all. And I feel like I was like, is this a supersized episode? And it wasn't. It was just a regular episode, but it was just jam-packed. Mm -hmm. um, Lisa runs after Meredith. She's being so – Meredith is sobbing into Lisa's <laughs> arms. I, do, I don't understand it. I don't know what's going on. Meredith, this is when she says, you want to talk about the rumors and nastiness <laughs> of your life? Let's Dear talk about God. the rumors, rumors about her husband. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
goodness. I love it so much. Goodness. Um, then they're back in the sprinter van. They're like, let's table it. <laughs> let's table it. Let's forget it. And Meredith is sobbing into Monica's arms. Again, very confusing. And Meredith says there's just something serious happening and I can't talk about it. And Whitney says, that's convenient. That's a convenient excuse. This is what Meredith does every single time. And Mary, Ooh. I love Mary. Mary says, yes. these women are always fighting, but they're not even good at fighting. <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, that the pastor wants you to get better at fighting. I love yeah, this. I know. My kind of church, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> now relax. <It's> in- <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't know if they'd want you there. I know. I take it back. Never mind. <laughs> but I love that Mary just comes at Whitney. She's like, you need to fucking grow up. You come, you know, like you, you say all kinds of things about people. You called me a pornography, sweetheart. <laughs> and I just love that. She's like, Mary, I never said that you do porn. And then Heather is dead. She has died, yes. but she still manages to perk her head up and says, predator. She called you predator. <laughs> that was the best. Heather was like, nope, I'm not missing my moment to throw Whitney all the way under the bus. I will perform in this moment. Do you, am I the only one that kind of feels like in this moment, like having to say the word predator is what kind of sent her over the edge? Because, you know, sometimes you just have to like sit <laughs> still. Yes. <laughs> Have yes. your head down. <laughs> yes. And then it all it takes is one word, and then you're like, yeah. <laughs> yes. you're like, it's the one. And you know it, like, because you've got the headache mm-hmm. and like that, like pain in your neck, and you're like, yes. it's there, it's coming. And if somebody says one fucking word to me, it is going to come out. Absolutely. And, and yeah, Heather is. Uh, pissing and puking in the sprinter van. The driver is horrified. <laughs> the driver is standing at the door. She was like, um, what? She looks terrible. She's like, they're like, shut the door, shut the door. And then Heather starts puking and the way Whitney <laughs> yells, <laughs> open the door. I have to get out. <laughs> Let me tell you why this would have annoyed me so much if I was a driver. The driver had literally just made it back over to the other side of the van, yes. about to get in, and then all this happens. She's like, God damn it, I just closed that heavy-ass door. Now I got to get back over here and let you out. And not only that, I have to get hit with the smell of puke, and I'm probably going to have to be the one to clean that shit out later, so puke that's no fun. And piss. Was it piss? Okay, that's what I haven't been able to... Was it piss coming out? Yes, because she's oh. puking in the bag and she's peeing onto the floor. Oh, dear. Okay. <laughs> okay. And I, you know what's weird? It's like all last year we were like, what did what did Heather do that she got a black eye? What could she have been doing? What did she party? How did she party? What did she do? And we didn't know. And we came up with all these ideas of all these like crazy things that could have been happening. Mm -hmm. But now I'm watching this lady piss and puke and I'm like, I think she just genuinely gets really fucked up and she hurts herself. Yes, that's exactly what happened. Anything that I said about you, Heather, last year, I take it back. You did not do Barbie scissor kicks or whatever they said. No, you were just literally fucked up (laughs) and you hit something. That's just is what it is. 
Like, I imagine she was throwing up and she, like, banged her eye into, like, the toilet paper holder. (laughs) Now, did it have toilet paper on it or was it, like, an empty roller at the time? What do you think? Uh, I think it was an empty roll. I do, too. I think, you know how sometimes when the toilet tissue is too big for that space, you take it off and, like, sit it on the counter? (laughs) Yes, because if it's too big for the space and you shove it in any way, you're only getting one sheet at a time. Exactly. And I'm not doing, I need to wrap it around my hand. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. That tissue was on the counter. Heather thought it was over there. She hit that head on that empty roll and that's how she got the black eye. We solved it. Yes. Um, Any other thoughts about Salt Lake City? I am 100% in. I would literally have them on the chopping board. Like I was ready to like, I'm like, let's just get back to like our core gals and let's just stick with them we don't need all these other shows to muck up the waters i don't know what they're gonna be without you know the criminal but turns out that's all we needed to get some light in salt lake city i'm i'm here for it i'm here for it yeah and i also think the other nice thing was that last season was such a fucking flop that like we didn't give a shit about what was happening while they were filming. So there were like no yes. reports, right? Like there were no like ladies mm-hmm. seen doing this or that. It was like, no. Well, all we heard was that Mary might be back. That was the only thing yes. we heard. The and we didn't thing. care about and that was that was it. Nobody knew what was going on. They weren't online fighting every week. There was mm-hmm. none of that shit. And I feel like that's the formula we need. Like I don't want to know what you guys are fighting about. I'm I fine with either. let's just keep save it for the show. You know? Yes. Yes. I also Stop like it on that, social media. I also like that. I mean, we obviously know one fight that happened in Potomac, but for the most part, we don't really know what happened the rest of the season in Potomac. So that's also yes. exciting. I love it. That's my kind of show. I love it. Um, quickly, quickly, you saw the uh traders, US Traders 2 cast list, I imagine. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I did. From the Bravo verse, we have Phaedra. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Sheree. Sure. We got Tamra. Mm-hmm. <laughs> who else do we have from the Bravo Wars? I think well, two um, other white ladies. Who else was there? <laughs> two other white ladies. No, you're right. It was on Peacock. Tweeted it. But I'm cracking up at the thought of Sheree Whitfield on a show. Oh, duh! Not two white ladies. Larsa Pippen. Oh. <laughs> Oh, you know what? There's been so much misinformation about this cast that you're right. No, Was it Larsa and Marcus? Yes, it's Larsa and Marcus. <laughs> and I thought it was going to be Lindsay Hubhouse, but she's yes. not on it. I don't think that she took it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Larsa and Marcus. Ooh. Which like also is hilarious to me, but I'm just laughing at the thought of like Sheree being in any situation where she needs to tell the truth and or pretend to tell the <laughs> truth. And just like she just fails at it so bad. It just cracks me up. I can't wait for that. It's so um, I told I literally said to someone today, I said they literally brought Sheree on this show just for her to get eliminated first, because okay. when she starts stuttering. You know, whenever Sheree's caught in a lie, then all of a sudden it's, well, you, I, I, you know, I'm like, what? Spit it out. What are you trying to say? So, Sheree, you're, it's not going to go far for you, but. It's I not going to be good for you, but I can't wait to see you. Exactly. We'll see. We'll see. Um, Kendrick, what do you have going on and where can everybody catch it? 
Oh my god, I am literally I'm I'm like recording a thousand episodes so I can like enjoy my little time off of work that I have. I'm going to see the Queen this weekend in Houston. So um y'all pray for me. I'm the bad weather is everywhere, so I'm trying to get down there safely. So mm-hmm. I'm going to see the Queen in Houston and enjoy a couple of days off and sit by a pool because it's a trillion degrees still in Houston. So I'm I'm just, you know, doing the things, recording always, getting ready for Love Island games. You know, I love me some Love Island. So I'm just here enjoying the shows and, you know, living life. You can find right. me anywhere you listen to Reality Is Podcast. Reality and Comics 2 with Kendrick Tucker. Yes, yeah. I can't wait. And in two weeks, Loki's back. Yes, and I will be covering. I'm doing a... Uh, I'm doing kind of like a rewatch right now. Ooh. So up in, you know, I'm doing two episodes at a time. So just kind of like dropping those, talking about them and talking about the the stuff that's happened since. So get ready with me, everyone. I can't I wait can't to wait. watch it. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. I will be, I will, uh, please go and follow Kendrick everywhere and, uh, leave him a five-star review. Will you? Oh. Even if you got something nasty to say, just leave a five-star review. Okay? Exactly. I don't mind. I don't mind. No, not at all. Um, And I will be back uh, next week at some point. Um, I'm also going in a plane somewhere, and hopefully I uh, make it back alive. I'm not going to see Beyonce, but (laughs) um, I am going to be in Florida. So that's (gasps) fully the opposite of being at a Beyonce concert, I think. (laughs) (laughs) You, you don't get more opposite than that. You're right. That is. Yeah. So wish me luck, guys. <laughs>